Well, not a lot of things have, are coming out this year because of uh, of the old COVID. But that doesn't mean we can't look back on the past year and all the great stuff that came out then. Maybe even what might consider from people the best movie. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, about the winner for best picture at the Oscars. Blam. <laughs> Let's talk about. A movie that's free on Hulu, double blam. Let's talk about Parasite. We're talking it tonight on a very uh, class edition of the review. Review! Hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. I am short of the max extreme. And I think there's too many people using Discord right now. <laughs> after an hour of technical difficulties, <laughs> uh, modem resets, password uh, reminders, we are back and we're doing this via Skype. Actually have... Uh, I can see your lovely face this evening, so that's very good. Uh, oh, yeah, but look at those pearly whites. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, Sometimes I forget to brush, so they might not be that white. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. You don't got anywhere to be. I am forgetting to brush them teeth until I have a cup of coffee, and then Chelsea is like, why does your breath smell like shit? <laughs> like, I am going to go brush them. I'll be right back. <laughs> So yeah, that's. I just that's... squeeze a full tube of toothpaste in my mouth every day, <laughs> and then uh, I before I go to bed, I squeeze a whole tube of toothpaste in my mouth, and then the snoring just kind of lets it work its way through. Ah, very good, very good. That's how you get white teeth, everybody. <laughs> that's a teeth whitening by JT right here. That's a tie. Yep, I do that after method. I inject myself with Clorox. <laughs> uh, well, we are talking about Parasite. This evening, the winner of Best Pitcher at the 2018 Oscars, right? 2019 Oscars. What year is this? 2020 Oscars. 2020 <laughs> Oscars. Movie came out 2019. <laughs> this is already a rough, the rough go. I had a rough day today. I'm going to tell you that right oh, now. Oh, no. I, and, Troy, and, what happened? <laughs> just these kids happened. These kids are going to be the death of me. JT, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, but today none of them wanted to take a nap, and it was just go the whole time we were inside because it was shitty. I couldn't escape. It sucked. I was I was really at the edge of my freaking rope here, <laughs> and uh, Chelsea got off work and she's like, "Why don't you just go take a shower and unwind?" I was literally up there for two seconds before somebody busted it on me trying to take a dump before I went to go take a shower. And I'm like, come get your goddamn kids! <laughs> so it was... Uh, well, were you fully naked when you were taking a dump this of time? Of course, yes, of course. <laughs> That's the only way I take a dump. <laughs> I was going to take a shower. <laughs> I was fully disrobed. I was going to go take a shower, of course. I was fully in the nude. That's the way it always oh happens. It's the way anybody wants to kick in the door on me. I'm always just butt-ass naked. Just at any given point in time. People have only walked in on you shitting when you're fully naked. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
doesn't uh, George Costanza shit fully nude? <laughs> I think that's in an episode of Seinfeld. He comes out with no shirt on for some reason. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Hit, hit, hit me up in the comments <laughs> if that's a thing. I want to meet someone that can't shit with a shirt on. <laughs> too constricting uh i'm gonna look that up later i'm i'm fairly <laughs> certain that's real there's gotta be some sort of condition where you can't shit with a shirt on <laughs> just you need to be a little loose you mean you can't be so constricted with the yeah. the yeah. chains that bind you of clothing your nipples need to breathe while you're <laughs> shitting <laughs> Uh, well, that just leads me into my first bit of news. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, it's a t- I got nothing. Uh, actually, uh, I do have good news, JT. The ozone layer, the hole over Antarctica, has healed yeah. itself. Bit of good news. Good. The ozone is healed, and it doesn't happen to be through everybody not driving anywhere anymore. <laughs> it just... It healed itself through a weird freak weather pattern because it was like in a weird cold snap or something, and then it just came through, and now it's all it's all good. So that begs... Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, global warming is a myth. Awesome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so bust out all those CFCs, just spray them into the air. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. we got to show the ozone who it's... Who... It's bitches, so we need to put that hole back in the ozone layer. That's right. Tear it, tear it a new one. That's what yeah. we got to do. Uh, that son of a bitch is going to get cocky without a hole in it. That's right. <laughs> How are we going to see those pretty northern lights without that leaking ozone? <laughs> yeah. Aurora Borealis! <laughs> in your kitchen! Oh, shit. So that that was a, a bit of good news I thought I, I read today, so I'm going to cross that off the list. All this other stuff is bad, so... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, what I was going to suggest before we went to Skype when I almost couldn't get that to work is that actually uh, Google, Google Meet to be more specific, yeah. um, it's like a Zoom platform, like a networking platform, is now going to be free for uh, video conferencing uh, and the, with no time limits. Whereas Zoom, your first meeting, I think, is... A, as long as you want but you have like a 40 minute time limit if you don't want to pay for it where google meet is free at least for the time being i'm not sure forever but uh it looks like uh for right now it is and i was almost going to suggest that because i did download it today and it is a little buggy but uh it worked just fine so uh there you go maybe if this skype thing takes a dump on us we can fire that up (laughs) yeah we'll just have a we'll just have nine backups for, for <laughs> whenever one of them fucks up god we might as well because jesus we already went down to two tonight <laughs> you're on you're on my shit list right now skype Try, actually i should just drop kick my laptop into a volcano because this is the this is the problem right here is my laptop i don't see how your laptop is better than mine and yours is like a decade old i'm telling you evil jerem he's the he he came out ahead. <laughs> he's, the, he's the reason why I still have this laptop. Because when my when I needed one, he came with me and he picked out the per, like 
the one that he thought was the best, and then he immediately took it and then cleaned any unnecessary shit out of it. And it's, I mean, it runs a little slower than I've had in the past, but it's stuck with me for over ten years. God. God. <laughs> this... I know. Evil Jerem is a technical genius. Even though I didn't buy mine new, mine was like a refurb. But like, it's still, I can't even clean it out enough to update it to Windows 10. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just can't do it. Like, it just says there's not enough disk space. And I'm like, I, do, I can't even move things from the hard drive to the, to the external. It won't let me. So I don't know what's going on here. I need to fucking kick this thing into yeah. a river. <laughs> oh, dude, I watch. I like watched him clean it, clean it out, and there was like things where I was like, "That looks important." He was like, "Nah," and he just deletes it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, you were a magician, Evil Jerem. Maybe I need him to come over here and just delete shit because I don't know what any of it is. <laughs> I don't I, either. I would have to Google it. Do I need this? <laughs> do, what do I need on my computer? <laughs> Uh, another bit of news, Harrison Ford is under FAA investigation while operating his aircraft. <laughs> oh, no. Now, this didn't involve any sort of plane crash, but he did happen to fly over a runway, a busy runway, and they, the air traffic controller told him to get out of here <laughs> because this is like a high traffic area. And he's like, what? Land? And they're like, no! And he landed anyway. <laughs> So he's in hot water with the FAA. So that's pretty funny for me. Make sure, make sure the uh, the uh, credits do boys get this. Maybe they can bring it up in their next episode. <laughs> I I will forward it on to them. Do not Good. worry about that. But yeah, he he just loves flying that plane, but just keeps fucking right up, doesn't he? Granted, I don't know how often he flies it. Maybe he's got a great record, but I don't hear about any other people being like, hey. You crash your plane on a golf course. Or, hey, quit flying over busy runways. Just just things like that. <laughs> it's Harrison Ford. Who gives a shit? He's, got the, <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably flying the Millennium Falcon. Nah. <laughs> Maybe so. He's got Callista Flockhart as his co-pilot. <laughs> Dude, if I was Harrison Ford and I owned a plane, I would call my plane the Millennium Falcon. He would probably call it that just to throw it in a river, <laughs> like with the, right next to my laptop. <laughs> yeah. uh, JT, right before we started recording, you were playing a little bit of Red Dead Online. Yes. And apparently there is a mod, probably only in the PC version, I'm assuming, because that's the only one you can mod things in, uh, yeah. for Red Dead Online, where you can have a hunting wagon. So rather than, like, just take out a single horse you can get a wagon and put multiple large hunts in there like so oh, you can shit. carry like five deer at once and like whole deer rather than just like get the pelt or whatever and then yeah. bring it back to your camp and sell them all there rather than take like huge multiple trips uh damn they said there's like a little bit of bugs in it if you do that with like birds or whatever but otherwise it works kind of pretty all right and I was like, well, that sucks that I don't play it on the PC, because that'd be awesome. I always wondered why you couldn't buy, like, vehicles in, like, the normal game. Like, the single-player missions. Because you can drive them, but you can't, like, you, can actually, you can't actually get them and hook up to a horse or whatever. 
which yeah, I thought I saw like uh, like spaces for like for or, like slots for like vehicles when I was just fucking around looking through all the options on Red Dead or whatever. Yeah, so I thought you could already get wagons. Well, you can on online, but not during just the single player stuff. Um, like the story mode. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that'd be uh, pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool to See, have. I'm I'm pissed that you can't train a horse online cuz I've trained plenty of horses. That's like one thing I have never my, done. I'm still stuck with my bullshit ass horse. <laughs> gets tired after like a fucking lap. <laughs> See, I just went in and bought like a super expensive horse like right away in the single player. But so you're I'm talking. Focused on, I'm too focused on guns. I want to make sure I have like good guns because dudes keep coming up and fucking killing the shit out of me. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just bought a cheap ass horse. I, I I bought a small ass pony horse. You've seen it. We're part of the Bareback Boys. You got to get it on. Of course. <laughs> Bareback Boys, look out for us. <laughs> We're coming. We're the to... ones without a shirt. <laughs> you said it right. Uh, last bit of news I got is probably the biggest piece of news, JT, of this last couple days, at least in, uh, our demographic of what we should be talking about. <laughs> uh, AMC is not going to be showing any Universal Pictures, uh, movies yeah. in the upcoming, I don't know, future, uh, due yeah, to the I fact that the, uh, the high success of the Trolls movie made it so, like, they're like, well, why don't we just do this all the time? and release this on VOD and in theaters, and that pissed AMC off, saying, like, well, you can't really do that because we have exclusive rights to show that stuff. And so they're just like, well, fine, fuck it. If you don't want to do that, then you, you're out. So that uh, that's kind of the deal with that right now. I don't know how long it's going to last because there are some big movies coming up for Universal, uh, like the Fast... Uh, and Furious movies are coming. There's one coming out next year. And even before yeah. that, there's uh, these movies that are coming out. Um, in July 2020, The Forever Purge, which I don't know what that is. The Candyman remake. Uh, Praise This, Bios, Halloween Kills, No Time to Die, the James Bond oh, movie. Shit. The Croods 2. <laughs> And news of the oh, world. Fuck. Like, granted, some of those aren't huge, so probably better just to put them out on streaming anyway, but, like, No Time to Die is a big one, which I would think they yeah. would want to have come out in theaters. But I was... And, like, I don't blame them for wanting to flirt with this, because I guess Trolls World Tour has made more money in three weeks than the first Trolls did. Yeah, in 15 weeks. So, yeah. I, that's oh. my other bit of news that I had to go along with that is... They just want, they, granted though, like every rental for that was $20. I know you know that. <laughs> and together, myself and my brother have rented that movie enough to have given that universal uh, $100. More money than it made in 15 weeks. <laughs> yeah, so... Granted, we watched it more than once each time to get our money's worth out of it, so that was okay. But I I would assume the home video route is a better option, I guess. Because if you're, like, for kids' movies, let's just say. I would say it's a good option for kids' movies because 
if you're going to go with a kid, you're going to be buying one for yourself and at least one for your kid. So you're already in for like 10 or $15 with snacks and all that other shit. You're already paying $20. Yeah. This, you're paying $20, you eat at home, you can watch it multiple times for two days. So, yeah. the $20 is well spent. Granted, I don't know if it's well spent for, like, maybe a James Bond movie, if it kind of sucks, and you put already put yeah. in $20, rather you can go to, like, a matinee and watch it for 5 So, I don't know. Yeah, because kids will watch whatever, they don't care. <laughs> well, that's not true, I found out many times over the last few days. They will ask for something, and then they do very much care what it is. <laughs> so, recently, Mace, we showed Macy, uh, like, the closing ceremonies of the Disney parks, so, like, the fireworks display and all the hoopla that goes against, like, the Magic Castle and all that shit. And so she's been wanting to watch that nonstop, because it shows, like, <laughs> all the Disney characters. And we wanted to have it, like, it be a bedtime routine, and that's just failed and blew up in our faces. So, during it, that shows some Disney movies that she hasn't seen yet. Like, there's a big Hunchback of Notre Dame part. And I'm like, yeah. really? They're they're paying a, <laughs> a lot. They're giving a lot of time to this Hunchback movie, which I don't think is all that great. So, I'm like, do you want to wa- try to watch that to see what it's about? Yeah. I put it on. It didn't even get past the Disney Castle opening. And she's like, I don't like this. No. And then proceeded to cry into the floor. <laughs> it was bullshit because I kind of wanted to see what it was about because I haven't seen it in probably 20 years <laughs> so anyway but yeah that's that's like the big news right now uh, Universal is playing hardball against AMC theaters but which side are you really on so like I am kind of in Universal's side on this because they're pushing this whole uh, movie-going experience in a, in a new direction, whereas theaters yeah. kind of... I know theaters want it all for themselves for the big hoopla to go see in a theater, but they haven't adapted enough, you know? Yeah, and I think it's, like, how... I like what you brought up about, like, how uh, it's probably more suitable for children's movies to come out on VOD, where it's, like... I'm sure you know that it's probably like a bitch to bring kids to a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. So, like, to do that as opposed to trying to bring them to a theater, and I think it would also make it easier for, like, patrons to go to movie theaters not having to worry about screaming kids throughout it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like, I could see both sides of the argument. In a way, I can kind of see how it's maybe it's theaters trying to cling on to, like the last bit of, like, business that they have before they're just not pushed out completely. But uh, like, I don't I don't think the big chains would be able to exist if VOD, VOD was a big thing. Right. I I would I wouldn't think it would hurt maybe the small independent theaters as much. Um, because they maybe only have like eight screens, six screens maybe. And so they would show your big tentpole movies that people really want to go to. And like these indie flicks that you can't find anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think indie theaters are, they're really good at like, they could, uh, drum up gimmicks and like make it like a party to go to like a movie as opposed to like chains where it's like, it's all about business and putting out 
the newest thing. Right. But like we have an AMC near us and like it's got 24 screens in it maybe. Maybe yeah. not that much. It's got quite a few. But like you get down to the far ends and it's movies that like really why are you wasting the real estate to even show this movie here? How many people do you have yeah. in that movie ever? One? Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, there's sometimes like they'll they'll have a movie still there that was, that's like coming out on DVD like next week. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I don't doesn't know. Even, doesn't even pay to even have it in here anymore. I know. So that's why I think the theaters need to like rethink a new business strategy coming in, especially after all this quarantine stuff. It's like, well, maybe we need to rethink on how we do stuff. And they've probably yeah. been doing that for a while since they've been seeing diminishing returns like year after year. But like people want to stay at home. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Some movie going experiences are shitty. Like it's, yeah, it's way easier to watch it and pause it. If you need to go take a piss, come back, make a snack, come back. Like, yeah, especially when like there's dipshit losers that have a podcast that want to do it on their show. <laughs> yeah. It's much easier when you can watch it at home. That's right. That's right. It, it's so much easier. Is it cheaper? Maybe not. But you know what? I'll get over it. <laughs> I haven't made any money yet being off. I and mean, you, you see me sweating? Maybe. But I'm not going to do it over this. <laughs> uh, but that's all. that's all the news I got. Oh shit! Sorry. Got anything I don't else? I even said it too, and I just I was I was ill prepared. Okay. Ill prepared, I say I was. That's okay. Do not worry about it. I need to get out another beer too. Hey, get me something while you're up, huh? <laughs> all right. You want one? I'll <laughs> yeah. Grab you one. Yeah. I'll grab one while I'm up. Cool. Ugh. Go ahead and waste some time. Oh my god! <laughs> you like literally just got up. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, so uh, while everybody is sitting at home probably doing nothing, or maybe you're part of the essential workforce going out, we appreciate you listening to this. Uh, it's it's We've seen actually quite a bit of uh, great response during these uh, weird times that we are in. Like, Yeah, there's so many people that watched that listen to our tiger king episode it was like number it's like number five on our all-time listens yeah yeah i was gonna i was just gonna ask if you saw that earlier because i was looking at the just the stats of all the shows and the tiger king when we did just a couple weeks ago is our like fourth or fifth most downloaded episode of all time <laughs> <laughs> like some there's a uh i think blues brothers for whatever reason is our most downloaded one yeah i don't get that when we shit all over it too i don't know why people <laughs> love it so much <laughs> but like that only has a few dozen more listens than our one of our more recent episodes of tiger king so i was like yeah. damn tiger king cleaned up Gotta jump on, gotta jump on those trends. <laughs> That's it. We use the correct one, correct hashtag in our life. We probably didn't even do that right. <laughs> Troy, Rise of Skywalker. You know we loved it. Yep. <laughs> you bet we did. Well, we'll we'll do it all this uh, quarantining and whatnot. It's already available on VOD, but going to be available on disney plus on guess what day oh is it may the 4th 
Uh, you're damn right it is. <laughs> Good work, Disney. So that means you can watch the entire Skywalker saga starting May the 4th on Disney+. Plus. Very good. See Danger has yet to see that movie, and she's been hounding me to see it, and I've been kind of neglecting it because I don't really want to rewatch it, and I think she's in the other rooms. So I don't want to say it very loudly, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad we can watch it for a, for a fair monthly price of $4.99 a month <laughs> or whatever it is, <clears throat> whatever is coming out of my checking account every every month. <laughs> <laughs> so the the one thing I love I love about doing Skype is we're doing video and then there's just like random times where it freezes on your face doing weird shit like right there. <laughs> like right there for no reason at all like it caught you like in mid you like you partially had your tongue out while you were talking. Great. Or you look like this like <laughs> perfect. I'm glad. I'm glad amazing. you're getting a kick out of it. <laughs> good t- good times everybody good times. <laughs> Uh, Troy, did you realize there's going to be a new episode of Parks and Recreation tomorrow? Is it tomorrow already? (laughs) Yes. Well, Thursday. Well, the Thursday after you hear this episode, there's going to be a new episode of Parks and Rec. Great. (laughs) But, uh, no, this, this, uh, well, when you listen to this today. And every Thursday after. The day that it comes out. (laughs) Uh, this night, there's going to be a new episode of Parks and Rec, where uh, they got almost the entire cast together, and they're playing out how Leslie Nope is dealing with the quarantine. Oh, okay. All right. And and it's all done through, like, cameras at everyone's individual houses. They're just playing their own character, playing their characters from Parks and Rec, and it's... they're using it as kind of like a way to do a Parks and Rec reunion episode. Cool. What's that going to be on? Just NBC and then streaming uh, on NBC. whatever? Cool. Uh, yeah, it's on NBC. I hope, I hope. I think they should probably have it on Hulu the next day. But yeah, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Same. I am also curious about that. I saw like a clip... I think there's like a clip from it they put online where it's Leslie and Ben on You Heard with Purd. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> I love a good purd. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Troy? Yeah. Here is a rumor. So open that rumor mill. <laughs> oh, good. Good. So good to hear through Skype. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a huge huge rumor huge it's huge so uh we've been talking a lot of wrestling stuff lately yeah <clears throat> and uh apparently in the rumor mill right now i guess vince mcmahon is so fed up <laughs> with all this quarantine stuff yeah that it's going as far as people are saying that he is looking into selling the WWE to ESPN or Fox. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. His baby, he's just yeah. done with. Yeah. Next to, uh, after all this quarantine stuff and the fact that he couldn't do the WrestleMania he wanted to do, he's getting fed up with it. And I guess, like, I guess there's like a, <laughs> there's a uh, rumor that 
I guess Vince McMahon is so fed up with everything that his new nickname backstage is Screw It Vince. Because every time they <laughs> ask him, ask him for anything that they he want that he wants to do on on any of the shows, he's just like Screw It. <laughs> well, I thought I saw something, um, and maybe it was just a clickbait headline. I'm not really sure. It was like a few days ago, but it was like Vince McMahon is letting anybody. Anybody go who wants a release? And I'm like, really? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> like, so is AEW still running? Or are they on a break yeah, too? Yeah, they're still doing shows too. Okay. Yeah, I, I think they're still they're still doing TV. Okay. But I guess like, at like with WWE just kind of floundering because of all of this, and then WrestleMania being shitty, and then the fact that he had to cancel XFL again. Vince is just like fed up with business and he wants to retire. And I guess, yeah, it's just, it's just a big rumor that he's trying to sell it to ESPN and Fox. Dang. What? So what would all that entail? Like if he sold it to like a corporation like that, would they have full creative control over it? Or would like the McMahon family, like Triple H and Steph still be like in the, in the, you know, runnings to run the show? Well, I mean, if they own it, I mean, they'd probably have the say. Hmm. I don't think there would be, like, a clause in a contract being like, Triple H has to tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. You can have it, but Triple H tells you what to do with it. But there's a man called Triple H, and he's going to have to be your boss. <laughs> so, uh, there will be an employee that you must hire named Triple H <laughs> that will tell you what to do. Some people call him Hunter, but you gotta call him Triple H. <laughs> you have to you have to call him by his Christian name. <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> oh my god, the more you think about it and the more you say it, Triple H is such a weird fucking name for a wrestler. <laughs> right? Triple H. Three H's. H. Three H H. H is such a weird, a weird letter. The more you hear it, too. Yeah. Hey, H H H. Anyway, like I don't even, like I don't know how you would even like start the word H. <laughs> <laughs> like if H was a word, what letter would it start with? A A A I T C H maybe. So at least there's an H in it. <laughs> Yeah, but then I don't know. I feel like there's there needs to be like an underlying H sound because it's the letter H. Like H. Like, H. 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 Real breathy. <laughs> I swear to God, we're not high. <laughs> well, that would be really interesting. If they, if he did just get fed up and sell it, because that would be, that would be a huge thing. Like, it's the hugest thing ever to me. To me personally. I mean, the motherfucker's almost like, what, 80? Right. (laughs) And he's had a hand in it since forever. Like, (laughs) daddy owned it and then it's been bestowed to him. Yeah. I feel like it, it would be something like this where it'd be like, I can't do what I want. Fuck it. Because he's been doing what he wants with it for so long that now he's getting to a 
it's getting to a point where people are stepping in and being like, you can't do this. I can see him being like, well, then I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if, like, let's say ESPN did it and, like, had their hands yeah. on it. Would it be, like, more... How would... What... It let, okay, I'm just going to throw put the ball in your court right now. If ESPN owned WWE, what would it be like in your in your mind? I would it be like more I, like, sports? I feel like, well, he said like he's trying to sell it to ESPN and Fox. I don't know. I don't, but I don't think. But Fox doesn't own ESPN. That's a like Disney owns ESPN. ESPN's owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how this would work. I don't know, but I think either way, whether it's ESPN or Fox that buys it, it would definitely be more, uh, I don't know. I could see it looking more like WCW was, where it's a lot of, uh, like, control groups and, like, what do you want to see and all that shit. Mm. Mm. I see. I see. Um, uh, I could see it. I'm hearing my voice on your side real bad. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, I could see it being, like, way more, like, sports-oriented rather than, like, be storyline-driven. And maybe not the whole time, but, like, have more matches on a card to have more of a roster filled out than just, like, having a bunch of segments and stuff. And maybe that would be for the better, because that I have... Anytime I would flip on a raw like intermittently <laughs> in the last like five to 10 years. I'm like, what is this show anymore? <laughs> it's three yeah. hours long and it's like an hour of wrestling. Maybe. Yeah. I would be curious to see how it turns out. Cause I think if, if any, if any big corporation owns it, there's not going to be any kind of stake in it. It's just going to turn into another property that they make money off of. So it's going to turn into like kind of like what movies are nowadays where I don't think a lot of like the blockbusters are artistically driven. They're more driven on the idea of what's going to make the most money. And I think that's what this would turn into mm. if like a big company buys it. Not that WWE isn't a big company already, but. Oh, no, for sure. But it's still like it's still driven by one insane madman and like just to <laughs> still get like. Just get those in, in like those small bursts of insanity from a guy that thinks this is funny is still entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have a hard time thinking he'd actually have the guts to just give it up, like that. Oh yeah, that that would be hard to see. <laughs> I know, that's why I was so taken back by like even like the rumors of him thinking of giving it up. I was like, holy shit, that's oh, that's unprecedented. Sorry, I had to move my mic a little bit. Sorry if you heard that shuffling around. Well, apology not accepted, Troy. I <laughs> figured. Anything else you got in that old man? Uh, that, that's all my news, but I do have a bit. I do also have a bit. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, uh, here's Neil's bits. Oh, yeah, because you can't play the song, right? <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to screw it up. That's so anyway. Well, how about how about we sing it for him? Okay. Here we go. All right. This is for you, Neil. Boop-a-doop-boop-boop. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, God. And, and it's, it's the, the pits. pits.
Please, Please stay, stay tuned, tuned to, to Neil's bits. bits. Trying to do <laughs> like that is like a I second delay. <laughs> Perfect harmony, everybody. <laughs> Perfect harmony. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, we probably, I'm assuming, have the same person. Maybe possibly? I doubt it, Troy. All I right. doubt it. All right. Well, then, why don't you say yours, you cocky son of a bitch? <laughs> Alright, uh, dying at age 53, Troy. Is mm-hmm. it still the same? Yes. <laughs> Star of Life of Pi and Slumdog Millionaire? Yes. Wilford Brimley passed away. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, no, Irfan Khan yes. passed away. Yep. Uh, at 53 years old, a huge Bollywood star that was making his way into Hollywood, made translated yeah. over to the uh, overseas into the uh, American cinemas. He was in most, I think, recently Jurassic World, and he was in Life of Pi, yeah. as you said. He was in The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Slumdog Millionaire, you said. But yeah, he was also a huge Bollywood star before that, and... Uh, his death has actually shaken up quite a few people in the uh, United States movie cinema like circles. Uh, even like Tom Hanks having a quote. Um, I unfortunately I, I read it right before this and I don't remember a quote exactly, but it was pretty much just like when you enter the room, make sure you have this presence about you and people will never forget you or whatever. And he's trying to like live on that lifestyle and take heed from those words or whatever it was. But, uh, but yeah, he was he, he quite influential, and for him to be um, having passed away at fifty three, that's that's not very old at all. No, and it was from yeah, actually. I think, from, I think he died of uh, what was it, kidney cancer or something? Colon. Uh, uh, colon. Colon Ugh, infection. That's like the worst. Yeah, I know, and uh, that's that shit. Like, it's kind of in my family too, so like that freaks me out <laughs> that it could take somebody yeah. so uh, so young. So, yeah, so yeah. Irfan Khan, you will be missed. Irfan Khan does have a have a record of being in a movie, being in two movies in the same year that both have a character of the same name. Really? Yeah, cuz he was in uh he was in The Life of Pi and and The Amazing Spider-Man in the same year that both have a character named Richard Parker in it. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant that he had the same name in two different movies. I'm like, oh my god! No, he was a, he was the bodyguard in the Amazing Spider-Man, and he was uh, the older version of the Indian boy in Life of Pi. And the the name of the tiger in Life of Pi is Richard Parker. <laughs> Did that tiger also have a dumb underground secret subway that uh, he used as a laboratory? Well, they were alluding to that in the sequel, oh, so okay. I think we'd have to wait for that. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, then, it's done, JT. Well, it's done for me, because I couldn't find shit this week. <laughs> I actually have two trailers, if you could believe it. Jesus uh, Christ! Now I'm just looking back to make sure I don't... I didn't have one last week of the same one. <laughs> I don't think I did. So... Um, there's a trailer for a movie I saw called The Wrong Missy, featuring Lauren Lapkus and David Spade. 
and that's going to be coming oh, out uh, mid-May uh, through Netflix. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's more of like a uh, Adam Sandler production, if I I thinking correctly. Oh, fun. Um, but he is not the star of it. It's going to be David Spade and he meets like this beautiful woman and they hit it off. Um, and so he gets the gall to like call her up again and he put her in the phone as another person he dated, uh, or he's got the two same names in the phone. He calls the wrong one and to meet him on like this business trip he's going on. And that person he called accidentally is Lauren Lapkus and she's just a crazy bitch asshole. <laughs> and so she is like uh, just an insane person. And then, but it looks like they win each other's hearts by the end of the movie. And it's all like, oh, you should just be in love for who they are on the inside and not the crazy person they portray on the outside or whatever it is. But uh, Troy, love conquers all. And that's right. So we'll see. Come May, middle of May, how the wrong Missy is portrayed or is you know, whatever taken with audiences. Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm putting it in my phone right now. Troy. I can't wait. <laughs> I have another Netflix one here, JT. Uh, this oh, one, yes. another interactive adventure. Whoa. That's right. We did, uh, what's that one? What, what we did? Black mirror blunderbuss. Bander smash. <laughs> That's right. Not Blunderbuss. Bandersnatch. Blunderbuss. <laughs> uh, this one is Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus the Reverend interactive special. So this one's... Oh, Jesus. Kimmy versus God? Oh, almost. It's Kimmy versus John Ham. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Jam, John Ham here. That's right. He... Uh, this one looks a little bit more tongue in cheek with its interactive stuff where if you pick the wrong, like I saw one where, uh, they went to go the, in the trailer, they call an Uber and it's like, you can either wait 400 or 4,000 hours for it to arrive, or you can hail a cab or whatever what it said. So they, you picked wait 4,000 hours and then it just shows them as skeletons on the ground. <laughs> 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 and so it's a little bit more like fun and tongue in cheek. So I might try it, even though I didn't watch anything after the first season of Kimmy Schmidt, but it looks like a fun, I don't know, something fun to do. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of all the choose your own adventure stuff, but I do like it in small doses. And I think the time has yeah. come that I could try it again. And John Hamm, he was killing in that trailer. He was funny as shit. You can't beat John Hamm. He's a comedic genius. My God. My God. And that hair. My God. That My John Hamm hair. God. John Hamm hair. You tried to emulate it so long ago. I know. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Too much body <laughs> in my hair is what I'm going to blame it on. Too much body in that John Hamm hair. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got for trailers there, JT. What do we got for... The Tournament Troy. of Random Random Movies. 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 Tournament Random Movies, Troy. We had uh, we had the oldest man alive, Eric, on last week. <laughs> That's right. So, of course, you uh, you brought up his favorite of Brewster's Millions. Yep. To go head-to-head -head with The Longest Yard. That's right. And uh, must have had quite the say because Brewster's Millions takes it. Oh my God! Take it 
out of there, Adam Sandler. With You're almost gone. Seventy-five percent of the vote. Woo! I would uh, like to admit that I did vote for Brewster's Millions. Oh wow! I did uh, throw it in. Eric uh, talked it up. <laughs> I don't even know if he did. <laughs> I'm sure, he just said it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Like my Eric impression. That yeah, was pretty good. <laughs> Spot on. Thought he was right in the room. <laughs> He's sitting right next to me. Hi. Hey, Troy. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh. Hey, don't you recognize me? <laughs> me. Just from there. I'm so old. Uh. Eric. What are you doing to my house? <laughs> Six feet. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The more you talk like him, the more you sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joel. <laughs> Eric, here's <laughs> Eric, <huh? laughs> hey, hey, guys, huh? I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm so old, huh? <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, we only do this because we know he's listening to this seething right now. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're looking for the next matchup, huh? Yes. Troy, we have four more contenders left for you to pick from. What is the next match? I say the next match is going to be the dreaded House of Wax. Versus, uh oh, saw. GHD's ears perked up <laughs> on that house of wax. <clears throat> yep. House of wax versus saw. That's what it's gonna be. Two, two horror movies only separated by a year. Saw mm. coming out in two thousand four. House of wax coming out in two thousand five. What will so, prevail? You tell us. So that means that house of wax. Like perfected the horror genre over that year. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. So that's it. House of Wax versus Saw. Cast your votes at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Poll is up as you're listening to this. Oh yeah. So uh, so for all you hashtag is Hiltoning people out there. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh so that will ride us right into the main event the upper floor of the evening uh (laughs) the upper decker some people say (laughs) debuting may 30th 2019 in south korea but not in american shores until october 5th of that year uh, well, with, that's when it counts. That's right. <laughs> with a budget of $11.4 million U.S., had, oh, a, had a domestic uh, run of $53.3 million, and worldwide made $254.2 million. Uh, so for a winner of a Best Picture, it also didn't do too bad at the box office either. Nah. Very good for itself. Rotten Tomatoes has this at 99%. IMDb, 8.6 out of 10. Metacritic, 96%. And Family Home Theater gives it an A-. minus. 
but it also gives its bonus features a C minus <laughs> on the DVD. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> buff fucking amp up your commentary, Bong Jun Ho. <laughs> I know, right? I I didn't uh, dive too much into those Blu-ray features, but they did not win over Family Home Theater. So I'll tell you that right now. Uh, fun little fact, this was shot in 77 days, so just a little over two months. And oh, wow. it's the first non-English film to ever win Best Picture. So there you go. And while... That's why Gone with the Wind was better. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I love Gone with the Wind. It's so much better. And uh, Bong actually holds the record for most Oscar wins for one film, which was this one. So, very good. There you go. Those are the little fun facts we got right up at the top. So, JT, could you do me the honor of telling me what Parasite is all about? Well, we follow a particular family. Uh, don't know their names off the top of my head. I'll have to look that up. But uh, they live kind of more in the slums of South Korea. So much so they live in a basement of a building where they have to watch a dude piss <laughs> next to it every night <laughs> until they finally find an inn with a more rich family, the Park family, that uh, needs a daughter to be tutored and from there they find their inn where they start to systematically inch their way into their lives through different roles to try and take advantage of them but will uh they be shown as the con artists that they are or will uh will some other forces step in to uh possibly spice things up a bit mm-hmm Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> Free on Hulu, so check it out. Uh, or you, you could check it out in full uh, commercial-free stint, or you can watch it in four-minute chunks in the <laughs> in a period of days. That's how I watch this movie, because fucking these kids. <laughs> uh, I, the first day I watched a good 20 minutes straight of this movie, and then stopped next day came into it and watched like bits and pieces. But today was just the worst trying to, cause it was like right at the, like the crescendo of the movie. So I didn't really yeah. want to have kids in the room while it was happening. And then I tried to watch bits on my phone and then a kid was crying and then I'd go console the child. And then I tried to put down for a nap, come back, watch more. It was just a shit show. I finally got it all watched, but it probably took me, a, a, a decent 36 hours to watch this movie. Not to his detriment. I'm just saying my life sucks. <laughs> so the, your review is strictly through dad vision. <laughs> yes. This is how I watch movies now. Uh, but, uh, but this, uh, this movie is, Wait, well, but before you go on, Troy, I'll, okay. I'll just say that, uh, when we, uh, did our list of the, favorite movies of 2019 i had yet i had yet to have seen this yes and i think i brought up when i did actually see it when we were talking about what we've been watching i'm pretty sure this is my favorite movie of last year yeah so uh so i'm really curious on what you think of it but yeah i just 
I think it fully embodies a lot of, uh, like, especially, like, what's going on today. I think that it fully embodies, like, a good portion of what's happening today. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do ha- think it has, a, like, a lot of good political commentary, especially for South Korea, where it was made. Um, I don't yeah. know a ton of South Cor- about South Korea, to be perfectly honest, but... From what it shows there, it's got quite a dichotomy of, like, an upper class and a lower class. And I don't know if there is, like, a real middle class there or not, but uh, even um, the director, he was saying that, like, if he was trying to figure out a way when making this movie that a person from their social status would be able even to meet, like, the Park family. And he said this was about the only way that this would even happen at all. Yeah. Like is if somebody could tutor, like, a, 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 a somebody in, like, English or whatever. Like, how this hap- ha- happens in the movie. Like, that was about the only yeah. way he could think that even they would even remotely cross paths. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty intense. <laughs> but I guess, like, not so different, I guess, from, like, the U.S. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess I just didn't know there was such, like, a... Uh, dichotomy and classes over there in South Korea. But it, it shows yeah. like the struggles of the their uh family quite harshly <laughs> in the very beginning of this. But I don't know if it was due to their like being just down on their luck and just kind of out of money or if they're just kind of scumbags. Yeah, I know that's but I like that idea of it too, where you you just meet them when they're very on their last legs, and but you can see that they they're smart. Like yeah, <laughs> there's that when they're like strong arming that fucking one delivery chick into like paying them more for the boxes they're folding. <laughs> 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 like that scene made me genuinely uncomfortable. Where, like she shows up and she's like talking shit about them. It's like you're not even doing it right. I'm not gonna pay you the full amount. And they just kind of like swarm her like a fucking they just like kind of like get around her like they're gonna beat the shit out of her and she's like oh well fine I'll, I'll pay you I'll try and do what I can or whatever like you can see that they I don't know like a lot of like what they do like maybe how they got to where they are now maybe that makes some scumbags but you can see that they're definitely fighting for survival at this point in their lives yeah they're scraping tooth and claw to get something because yeah. the the dad in the situation does say that something went out of business or whatever, and he worked a few different jobs. So I I couldn't tell yeah. if like he was like the breadwinner of the family and he was out on his luck, but <clears throat> couldn't tell. But either way, and like the mom's like a the mom's like a prize winning shot putter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a fun detail, e- even to see it <laughs> twice in this movie. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> or that you get to see, like, the medal for the hammer toss, and then you get to see her hammer tossing later on in the movie. Yeah, well, when they're in the backyard, and she's just <laughs> doing it for fun. <laughs> Family watching, not knowing if it's great, but some guy's poor car windshield definitely ate it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I also really thought it was pretty ingenious once the initial in, the son... Uh, was in the park family, how all like the dominoes fell over for everybody else to come in too. That was pretty cool. And I was yeah. waiting for uh, a shoe to drop 
um, early on and they have them slip up because they, once they're in, they don't really say that like they're sister and brother, mother, father. They're all like, well, I know this guy through a cousin or blah, blah, blah. And they all come in and just like the little thing where you, you just think everything's going to hit the fan way sooner. At least I did when I was watching this. Uh this whole movie, it felt like they were just on the verge of getting caught. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, especially like they're like near like the halfway point. There's so many instances where you're just like holding your breath because it's like, holy shit, you're fucked now. Yeah, I know. But, no, I I love the whole like first half of this where they show them just intersecting, interjecting themselves into this rich family's life. Where, like, uh, you can almost see, like, the escalation that they take, where you can see them justifying, where they start with the brother who's just being like, well, I mean, it's not a big deal that I'm forging these, like, college documents because I'm going to go to college next year anyways. Yeah. Up to where they're, like, legitimately ruining a woman's life <laughs> to take <laughs> oh, the main yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but but it's like it's like it's such a subtle escalation to that point where you can almost kind of see how they would justify every action they take up to that point. Yeah, I also like too that like no any little detail that they throw in for anybody isn't wasted. So like they, um, the sister in this forges the documents for him to even go to see them, and it just turns out he they didn't even need to see him anyway. But like yeah, that's. If you that's brought up again later, not directly, but like a business card is given to Mr. Park later that you can just assume yeah. that the daughter forged again on like a oh, high yeah. like a high card stock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Thinking like, oh, this must be a legit thing because their card stock is really nice. And it's like, oh, well, she must just got her fingers and all this stuff to like weasel away in and even to a point where they yeah. uh are uh doing a fake business out of their apartment. In order to get uh, the mother hired for the housekeeper or something like that. Yeah, I know they 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 show that they're like so smart at being able to kind of kind of like take the scent off of their the idea that they're all connected by just like playing to their egos, being like, "Well, say it was your idea. Say it was your idea to hire me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or like. <laughs> Like they would bring up a name and be like, "Well, I'll 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 let you have this one. You can say it was your idea to hire this person." <laughs> to where like it, it never gets connected back to them because they just they're taking credit for all these like new employees they're finding out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I also like to when they're all attempting to like get in, they're like rehearsing lines at their apartment. And like the son is like, <laughs> Dad, Dad is you're way up here. You need to be down here. <laughs> I saw her at the hospital. <laughs> Take it down. Take it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, and even with the high tension in this movie that it has at points, it never really loses a bit of levity because you'll have like little moments like that because the family bicker back and forth quite a bit. And granted, it is, like, more of, like, a suspense movie than it is, like, a, a comedy. But it, I would say it's, like, a black comedy, for sure. Because they're doing, like, oh, yeah. kind of these shitty things. But it's, uh, it's kind of got, like, a weird, dark, whimsical way of doing it. Where they're not yeah. really, 
physically well i'm I'm not gonna say that because they are physically hurting one person with a bunch of peaches but like (laughs) (laughs) but they're really not doing any physical harm to anybody they're just trying to get in and leech off this family That that's yeah. that, that was my point. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love it. Like it's when this movie first starts, it's so weird for me to think of them as a family because they don't even really act like a family. They act more like a band of thugs that are just kind of mm-hmm. getting together and like putting their like pulling their resources to get in with this family. Like even when they're at the dinner table together, or what semblance they have of a dinner table in their in their like small apartment basement apartment. Like, they never really talk to each other like their mother, father, daughter, son. They're just like, okay, so what do, what do we do next? So yeah. what, what's, yeah. the ne- what's the next What's the next plan? Or whatever. Like, but uh, I don't know. That's like, in the same sense, it's also like the interesting part about them where, like, you see, like, the, the genuine, like, the general hierarchy of the rich family. And then you see the poor family where, like, there's really no hierarchy at all. They're just like... Well, you can do this, so you're in charge of this. Whereas, like the the dad's in charge of everything, and like the rich family, and then the mom, like kind of like is a subordinate that kind of, uh, like pulls everything together, and then the kids mm-hmm. just are told what to do. Yeah, I I found their family dynamic weird too, just for for the fact that when they are assembled at this like dinner table every night, I guess they don't have like the the classic family dynamic, I guess that I, I I expect, but they're just like sitting around a table, just smashing beers, just talking shit to each other. And I'm like, damn, but like, they all do like work together as a unit. They're not like totally dysfunctional, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's like a weird, different family dynamic. And, but I, I, I like it quite a bit, but I had, I did have like a like a few questions, and I guess it's just like a little nitpicking. But like, um, when they are getting hired for these positions, they have to like make sure they look presentable and all this kind of stuff. And it just looks like out of nowhere they have to like dress up real clean and be presentable to these like higher class people when like yeah. they came from a, a slum, and you would yeah. think they wouldn't be able to afford all that kind of stuff, but. Who knows if they got stuff tucked away, but yeah, it's or, yeah. Or I don't know if they, they stole it or whatever. I'm not sure, but yeah, they they do like even they do like address uh like the fact that they smell similar because the sun points it out, so they have to start using different shampoos and <laughs> laundry detergent. Yeah, I thought that was like that was a really that was a really fun touch. Yeah, <laughs> like I... the sun's just like you smell like her, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> That was actually a fun detail. I actually have that in my notes to bring up. I was like, oh, man. Of course, only like a little bratty kid would be like, they all smell the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I, I also like, too, every one of... I like, When the sister gets hired at that place, she takes full charge of, like, everything. Of, like, I don't want you in the room. Like, oh, my, <laughs> my payment is this. Whereas, like, the tutor goes in there with the son. And he's like, well you'll get this amount a week or whatever, and you'll come twice a week. He's like, okay, okay, that sounds good. You should be like, I need to come four times a, four times a week. My rate is this. It's pretty high, but you're going to have to pay it if you want it. And she's like, okay. Also, you can't be in the room. So that's how it is. 
<laughs> it's like oh my and, like, god she starts doing it in front of her mom too like he's, she keeps kicking the mom out who's like playing who's being the maid and the mom's like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> she's just kicking out of the room all the time but I think the sister was my favorite part of like when they're doing the whole first part where they're showing like the jobs that they're like accumulating for themselves cause she is she is playing up to that whole like fucking high society bullshit thing that they fall for all the time. Like she's like the equivalent of like what goop is. Where it's just like, <laughs> she was like, goop, like, goop she like, said, like, I literally just went online and like memorized like four or five different art, art terms. And then just included that as like a way of psychotherapy. And she eats it all up. Yeah. I, <laughs> she even says that like, I, I just Googled this one thing and then ad libbed the rest. <laughs> she yeah. fell for it. So yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> so yeah, all she has to do is that, and then she's like, hired immediately as like some like art 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 psychotherapist for this kid of like, well, this says this, and then the mom is just fucking mind is blown. <laughs> uh, I uh come around like the midway point of this movie. I was kind of waiting for the shoe to drop because I. I kind of knew the gist of the movie before going in. It wasn't really ever spoiled for me. Um, that I... midway twist, when I first saw this, that midway twist, I was like, what the fuck is happening right We're, now? Right. Because <laughs> even though I thought I heard quite a bit about this movie, it was, I, I, I was very surprised. Because I didn't read like any real synopsis. I just heard like reviews. And nothing yeah. ever spoiled like this mid-twist for me at all. Mm-hmm. And it didn't... Yeah spoil anything for me at the very end either and i was like oh man it was very refreshing going into this not knowing anything coming so that was that was pretty good when i thought i knew what was going to be coming that yeah was like very the, good. The, the, <clears throat> like the first half of the movie it was entertaining i was loving it all the way through but i was being i was in the back of my mind being like i can kind of see where they're where they might be going with this like just with them kind of interjecting themselves in this rich family's life in different ways. And I was like playing the like, scenarios out my mind. Where I'm like, I, I can kind of see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then when they introduce like the old maid and then she comes in and then shit starts, starts going crazy. I'm like, what, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> that was really good when she busts in <laughs> and I'm like, what could they possibly be doing? And then it's like, a whole it's like a whole thing where she because it is like a preamble like she works for this family and she also worked for the owner of the The architect of the house yeah who owned it before this current family that's in there yeah and so she knew every inch of this house that even like the park family doesn't know about yeah and, and but and it's fun like the the second time I watched this there are like subtle hints throughout when they're before that part too like there's a part uh when the dad is driving uh like the rich dad and like he's talking about the maid and how they had to fire her and shit and then he goes on about like oh I loved her she was an amazing maid but the one thing about her that I didn't like was that she ate so much she ate like she she ate for like two people almost oh yeah I did catch that actually. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it for the first time. I was like, holy shit. Like, they just, like, they threw in, like, subtle things here and there. Yeah, and it turns out when she comes in that underneath the house is, like, a bunker 
that was made around the time where this house was made due to them not knowing if North Korea would bomb them or not. And so all these huge houses have these underground bunkers and she's been hiding her husband in there for years, like living underground. And the Park (laughs) family doesn't even know this bunker exists because there's a a cupboard that uh, is over the doorway and they never have any need to move it for whatever reason. And so that was pretty shocking because she's like all beat up from an like allergic reaction of getting pummeled by peaches oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and she's like begging Those to peaches get in beat the shit out of her <laughs> which i guess is a real thing from the director said he went to like some camp once and some guy said he had allergic reaction to peaches nobody believed him and believed him and they tossed a bunch of peaches on him and he had like went to anaphylactic shock and all this shit and so oh god he put it in this movie. Uh, but yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When when they do the whole thing where they get her fired by, like, convincing the family that she has TB. And then they fucking sprinkle peach dust on her head, like, a few minutes before they show up. And then, like, the dad goes and fucking squirts a hot sauce packet on a napkin. And he's just like, oh, my God. Look at this. <laughs> it's, like, look at this. It's blood. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh. Like, it was so fucking good. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so when she busts in and makes her way downstairs and the the current housekeeper, which is, like, the family's mom, is like, you got to get out of here, blah, 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 blah. And it's, like, totally has her, like, dead to rights. And then everything fucks up when the family, rest of the family falls down the stairs. And then they're yeah. all, like, hurting. And then that previous housekeeper films them, like, coming out saying, like, they're a family and they've infiltrated this house. Uh, then she has them like on <laughs> video like, right saying when they start film, like right when she starts filming the family, the son's like, ah, get off me, dad. Like <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. when she starts filming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was good. Uh, so then they, right there, I'm just like, oh shit. Like she has them on film and she's like, I can hit send at any given point in time. And I, and yeah. I don't know why she didn't and why, I mean, I, they did it for plot reasons, obviously, but like yeah. they go back upstairs and pretty much just make them sit there, I guess, and wait for the family to show back up. I wasn't sure, but, uh, um, they ended up scrapping and boy, boy, do they <laughs> to the point where they oh my God. get it deleted and they get shoved back downstairs very harshly. Oh my god, yeah, like, the the old, the old older maid gets fucking just pushed down the stairs, like, fucking, I want to know how they film that, because she fucking, like, fucking tumbles down that those stairs with, like, her hands tied behind her back, <laughs> and it looks like, brutal. Oh yeah, and just cracks her head right on the wall. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, it, uh, and then the uh, husband, who's, like, pretending to be a driver at this point is like tying the other guy up downstairs and making sure nobody's moving only to like find out that like the husband is um the husband that's been living down in the basement is like sending morse code signals and all this shit and like does lights every day like that's an odd thing to be yeah Oh, and I also love that the fact that he just does the lights, and then, like, the, the rich family just thinks it's just, like, an automation for the house. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that, I mean, I guess you have to be busy, but like, why on earth would that even be installed like that? <laughs> That's what I want to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I remember hearing something where it's like, and I, I do like this whole aspect of it where it's like, I don't know, like, he kind of strikes me as like the, like, his version of like what like a Trump supporter would be, where they see like this powerful person that they see that provides for them so they they offer their services any way they can and then in the end it it goes unnoticed yeah (laughs) to the point where it flickers and they're like oh the sensor must be all fucking up (laughs) and it's just like no he's sending a message he's sending morse code trying to like send them messages about how much he loves them appreciates them and they're like oh it's fucking up (laughs) (laughs) So once that all comes to a head, uh, they get a call like right away that like uh, the camping trip that we were going to take, it ended up kind of going tits up. It's too rainy. Nobody wants to be outside. So we're coming back and we'll be there in like eight minutes. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> so that's what uh, from like there on, like the tension is pretty high. Oh, yeah. Because it uh, they almost get caught and they end up spending a night underneath a huge coffee table, um, yeah, right next While they to finger bang on the couch. Yeah, where they dry hump each other for <laughs> the entire night, and they try to sneak out without being caught. Oh, and when the friggin' sun turns on his light, right where the dad's like halfway across the floor, and I'm like, yeah. oh shit! <laughs> oh yeah, all he had to do was move the light over just a little bit more, and they would have totally seen the dad. Like this kid's is there, like his flashlight just like pointing at the parents. You're like, oh fuck, keep it there. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, they uh, end up rushing home and it's like pouring down rain. And I, at first I wasn't quite sure why they had to put this in there, but like it's pouring down rain so much that their basement apartment is just getting flooded. And it's like sewage water and all this kind of shit yeah. going in their place. It's like the worst possible thing that can happen to them. Like all their shit's yeah. gone, covered in shit, and they have to like still continue with their life that they've now fabricated for themselves as being like these higher end assistants for this, uh, family. And then <laughs> like the next day, like the park family is like, Oh, it was such a, the rain was such a wonderful blessing to all of us. Why don't we just throw this great party? And it's like the total yeah. dichotomy of like where you are in society of like what the rain did to you. I thought that was an amazing choice. Oh yeah. No, I love I love this movie ba- just mainly for the fact that, like, the whole – there's really no villains or, like, no protagonists or antagonists. It's just, like, the the first half, you're kind of feeling sorry for, like, the rich family because they're, they're genuinely being taken advantage of. Like, the mom, she's naive, but she doesn't seem like a terrible person. And they're just constantly, like, playing on her emotions and, like – playing up to these aspects of her to just take advantage of her and take her money to where you're like, I oh, mean, this, I mean, this family's smart, but they're kind of being like shitheads about it. Yeah. And now you're going to, now you're going to the point where like you're seeing how life and death or life is when like a flood happens and it just totally washes away their livelihood and this rich family could care less. And they're being like, Hey, Come over, come here and work this 
birthday party for our kid because we're we're gonna pay you extra. Like so much of like what they're what they do is based on like the money they pay. Like even down to where like the dad's like being like subjected to playing like this uh this Native American that's gonna get killed by the son and he's like, I mean, do I really have to do this? And they're like, We're paying you extra. What else do you want? Yeah. This is your <laughs> like, job. Treat I mean, it as your job. Yeah. Like, like, like everything about what they do with other people is so money based that it, it blows their mind when people are when anyone kind of like speaks for themselves when they're like, But we're giving you more money. Why are you saying <laughs> yeah. that you don't want to do this? Yeah. You're getting more money. Yeah. That 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 was really good. Um and then when the whole they eventually end up all back at this party um, the, the, they're trying to actually like make a little bit of amends what happened the previous night. And they're like, eh, we'll go down there, bring this food. We'll have like a little, uh, uh, I don't know, like, uh, mending of the, of the wounds that we, that we just had last night. Uh, that goes belly up really quick when the <laughs> sun goes downstairs and we get strangled to death because he thought he sees a dead body on the floor. Or maybe it was the dead body because the wife, I think, dies of a concussion or something. Um, mm-hmm. The old housekeeper. The husband is just pissed, so he makes like a noose and fastens it to the wall only to have him <laughs> escape. And Oh my god. I It actually surprised me, though, when the son somewhat escaped up back to the upstairs and is going to like call for help. And he gets choked again by that freaking noose. And that guy drops a big rock on his, just drops a fucking rock on his head. And I'm like, Holy shit. And he's like gushing blood out and everything. And then goes and grabs a knife and just goes outside to the party and just starts cutting shit up. I was like, God damn. Like this was the part where I was like, I could wa- I was watching for a good stint of time at this point, and I'm like, oh my god, this is getting very tense and engrossing. And it, then it started to get very violent, and I realized Macy is just transfixed on the TV. And I'm like, holy fuck. Okay, Macy, we shouldn't be watching this. Not with you in the room. And she's like, I want to watch it. And I'm like, no, no, you cannot watch this part. <laughs> People are being stabbed and gutted. This is not a good thing for me to show you right now we're gonna work together to turn your daughter into a homicidal maniac uh so i put a pause on it there and finished it later when she was off doing anything else but uh yeah it it was pretty shocking yeah it's like it's aspects of that that i really like where like i I love how like the story plays out where they could have easily gone with like like a rich class versus a poor class and like what that is, but like they turn it more into like poor class versus poor class that defends the rich class. Mm-hmm. And then that, and then it's that interaction that causes rich people to be like, Oh, these people can't be trusted. These people are animals. And it's like, it's kind of like what plays out in society nowadays. Like you see, it's not so much like people standing up against rich people. It's, other poor people being like, Hey, there's, they're providing for me. Don't talk shit about them. And then rich people being like, yeah, yeah. Step, step up for us. And then it's like <laughs> pushing them in, in front to yeah. like fight the battles for them. So then they're standing back and like putting their hands up. And then when shit goes awry and then 
shit blows up in their face and they're like, oh, these poor people are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, this is why we can't, this is why they can't be trusted. They're animals. And that that's how it plays out in this. I, and that's why I liked it. Like, I, I watch this with the, with the sole intent of thinking like, oh, it's, it's going to be just like horse blinders, rich class, poor class. How do they interact? But that's not how it plays out in society. And he right. knows that and he plays it out just like how it does. And I, I thought it was really, I thought it was like genius how he plays it out. Yeah. Especially um, nearing the end of the party, all the violence has gone down. Like the car keys land onto this guy's dead body and the the dad like goes and lifts up the dead body, get the car keys and doesn't even worry like about anybody else who's like bleeding out yeah. in there. And uh, he's just like pissed <laughs> at uh, the, the, the father of the situation uh, just like picks up a knife and just stabs him right in his freaking chest. Yeah. And I'm like, holy or no shit. smell. Oh dude. Smell. I love how they play with smell in this. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it's such an easy way to distinguish yourself from somebody else. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I hear that so much. Like that's like the one thing that you can always bring up about someone. Like, oh fuck. You know, did you smell that person? <laughs> but it's such an easy way to just all like right away, just be like, I'm better than that person because they smell that way. Yeah. And that's how like, like every time they have those conversations with like the, the rich dad, he always brings it up where he's like, I like him, but I just don't like how he smells. Yeah. It and it's just like that, they... that one little thing. Like he always brings it up. And then at the end, when he fucking pushes that bot, pushes that dead body over but he holds his nose while he does it where it's just like the dad's just like fuck you <laughs> yeah because he overheard like, i'm so him the... sorry it's an inconvenience that i live in squalor but like you can't st- stand the smell of me you piece of shit yeah just because he heard just the night before when they were trapped under that coffee table that he thinks he smells like boiled rags or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, shut the fuck up and just like, just stabs the shit out of his chest. But it is, it is such a cool way to like, to to set up that distinction between classes where it, you can easily set up the idea that like people that are raised in a more high class society are more are used to other smells as opposed to people in a poorer class. Yeah. Where the when those two people will interact with each other, it's like you can you can almost like see it in like another person's mind being like they smell weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, how that would just fucking drive you crazy where it's like your smell is inferior to my smell. Yeah. <laughs> uh that being said, I had to definitely shower today or else I was going to stink like crazy. I know I can smell you through the laptop. I bet. I bet. I just have that <laughs> air about me. Um, but then uh, uh, near the end, I was actually quite shocked to see that the son survived the whole thing. Yeah. After being bludgeoned he in the head jo- twice. He had the Joker syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, where he can't stop laughing. <laughs> oh my god. Except he didn't have a card he had to hand people, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> Somebody give that kid a card so people don't yell at him. <laughs> what are you fucking stupid? <laughs> uh and then the 
husband is, or the dad has gone missing. The only buddy who's there is the mother and son, and they go through the whole trial and find yeah. that they were just they didn't ever go to prison or anything. They were acquitted of all their things. Well, they got probation. Oh, probation. They, yeah, they did a what the fuck is it called? I couldn't. I, uh, I couldn't. It's like fraud or something. I think yeah. they got like convicted of fraud. And so, uh, because the dad has gone missing, they're kind of on the hunt for him for a while, but I don't know how much time has really gone by only to, uh, find out that he snuck back in the house during all the hoopla and just hunkered down in the bunker, (laughs) hunkered in the bunker, hunkered in the bunker. And he's just living out his days down there, like sending out a Morse code signal on that light. Um, to hopefully his son yeah, would he, see it. He morse codes out an entire note to his son every night. <laughs> yeah, that has to be the longest set of morse code ever. Oh, I know. But yeah, they play out the entire note at the end. And you're like, holy shit, that's like a fucking, that's like twenty minutes of morse code. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, needs to say it was it was pretty cool how that wrapped back back into the ending there. Yeah. Uh, I I also like too that the son sees it, he decodes it, and he's like, oh my god, like, my dad's still alive down there, I'm gonna do everything I can to go see him again, and he tells a story about, like, how I'm gonna find a wife, I'm gonna make all the money I can, and I'm gonna buy that house, and I'm gonna get you there, I'm gonna get you out, dad. And then it plays that whole thing, and then it just, like, does a pan back to in, into his basement, thinking, like, and then you, the viewer, like, oh, man, that might not happen. Yeah, yeah you're not. <laughs> It's like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But uh, I, I, I thought it was going to end there with like the dad walking out of the basement or whatever and going meet his son in the yard. And I was like, oh, that would have been a pretty cheesy ending, I guess. Like, everything all works out. And yeah. thank God it didn't. Because that would not yeah. have fit the tone of the movie very much. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's that striving to... I don't know. Like, it... Yeah, it's... That ending is so good. Like, it's so heartbreaking where it's, like, he has genuine motivation to make money and, like, be successful just so he can buy this house. And then it's like, yeah, but the system's not set up for him to actually do that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's kind of why I... That's... I think the main reason why I love this movie so much is that it's... It's not really set up as, like, there's a villain. Like, a, a lesser movie would take one side or the other and be like, doesn't this guy suck or doesn't this family suck or whatever? But it's like, it's set up in a way where like these two families are raised so different that they depend on different things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if anything's an enemy, like the, the system that's set up is the enemy that it makes it so that, their lives are so different. They can never understand what the other one's going through. Yeah. So their priorities are so fucked up that (laughs) once one person's like, Hey, this is important to me. The other one's like, you're an idiot. Or why the fuck would you even think that way? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it it all wraps up very good near the end there. Even, like, in the small things he does throughout, it's really interesting. Like, the kid, like, the the, the son being so uh, invested in, like, Native Americans, where, like, 
he doesn't give a fuck about them. He just likes what they how they look, mm-hmm. which is such a like. It's like I love that. It's like that small American touch of this movie, like because we understand it's like, dude, Native Americans got fucked, and he's just <laughs> like, he's just going around being like, isn't this funny? Like they wear headdresses. Yeah, isn't this cool? <laughs> yeah, uh... like it. Like he still like calls them Indians and like fucking like. Is like, well, you're the good Indian. You're the good Indian. I'm the bad Indian, and then we fight each other. And yeah. it's like, that's not how that did. How that happened? But it's like he's taking the aspects <laughs> of that he likes, and he's playing them up because he likes them, when he has absolutely no idea what they went through. Like, I love that. Like, that's a perfect encapsulation of like what this is kind of like, and um, like uh, ah, oh, fuck, what is it? Unspooled. Did an episode on uh, Parasite, which is really interesting. If you still want, if you guys want to hear more on uh, on Parasite, look up Unspooled. They did a whole episode on it, and they talk about how uh, even the poor family is totally like uh, does has has like the same uh, problems. Where at the beginning, they're talking about how their their apartment's infested with like stink bugs. And they're like, oh, we gotta kill these stink bugs. And they're like, they're even like letting like the fumigation gas into their apartment to kill these stink bugs. And then later, when the when the rich family shows up, they're like crawling on the floor like bugs, like crawling under floors. And like, like even they like bring up at one point where it's like, ah, oh, isn't it crazy how these bugs just like scatter when like the lights come on? And then there's like that scene when the lights come on, they scatter and they fucking go in their own own directions and they <laughs> fucking crawl under tables and shit like bugs. Whereas, like, they're judgmental of the things that they end up becoming at certain points. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's, it, it's it, it, like, that's kind of, like, the whole, that's the whole story of the movie, where it's, like, as human beings, we're so judgmental of each other, but in the, at, at the end, we're all the same thing. It's just we're all living different lives. And I, that's what I love so much about it. Dang. Yeah, this ended up being quite a great movie, and I... Um, I'm glad I finally got around to seeing it. Uh, so what, uh, would you throw a, what grade would you throw on this movie here? Uh, I mean, it's no surprise. I, it's a full A plus for me. I loved it all the way through. Like even when I thought it was going to be predictable at the beginning, just seeing how they were interjecting themselves in this family's life. And then the huge reveal of like this weird fucking dude that lives in the basement. And then yeah. <laughs> like it was like, from then on, I was, like, on the edge of my seat, like, where, how is this going to fucking play out? And then leading down to where, at the end, when they're, like, they're based, when their apartment's flooded and this rich family is just, I wanted to fucking beat the fuck out of that entire rich family just because they're, they're speaking on things they have no idea about. Like, when that mom's sitting in the back seat when she's being driven home and she's like, Oh, thank God for that rain because it really cleared that smog out. And then it's like the dad's just in the front. Dad's in the front driving, like realizing that the flood, like that rain just ruined his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and the mom's being like, "Thank God for the rain." Like, ah, it's so it, it really sets up like a really good just all around picture of just how distant we are from each other. And but it doesn't in a way where not one side is is better or worse than the other. It's just we're different, and we have to just find a way to fill that gap and understand each other better. Yeah, and that, that's why I love it so much. So yeah, definitely a plus for me. I yeah, I really liked it. I'm gonna give it a, a just a solid A. 
Um, I, I think it was near, near, near perfect. Like there was not one detail in this movie that was wasted. And I think it's good. I, yeah. I don't have like any real issues with the movie at all. I just don't overall think I enjoyed it as much as you. So, but it's still like a solid a, like it's, yeah. I would watch this again. I want to show Chelsea this. Cause I think she thought it was a different movie altogether with a name like yeah. parasite. I think she was going to thought it was like a horror movie. Cause when oh, I was I know. explaining it to her, she's like, Oh, that's not what I thought it was. <laughs> hey, Molly, Molly loves horror movies. So she was like, yeah, I want to check out parasite. And then I read the synopsis and she was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to watch it now. But then <laughs> we, we went around and watched it together and she, she loved it too. So yeah, it's, I, I'm really glad it won for best picture because that's, it's, I think it encapsulates what like a lot of society is going through right now. And I think it's, I think that's why it won because it, it really shows how, like how, like the world's operating as opposed to just like what we are and like the U S is. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, it was great. I, I loved it. So uh, it's it's good to have a good one now and again. To, it you know, is good watch. to have a good one. <laughs> Just uh, put that on the, the, the Blu-ray. It's good to have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there anything else you've been into this last week, JT? Uh, well, me and Molly have been catching up on some uh, TV on uh, via Netflix, uh, we got into Ozark season three. I think we're like three episodes into that, and it's it's also really good. I'm really looking forward to seeing where they're going with the rest of that season. Yeah. Um. Uh, and we started the show Waco. Yeah. That they just put on Netflix about uh, David Koresh and the Branch Davidian and like some comp complex in Waco where they had this huge standoff with the FBI and it it's a really interesting take. Like they, it's almost, they almost kind of like take the side of the cult in it, which is really interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like in any kind of documentary I've seen on it, they're always like, they were crazy fundamentalists. They were shooting at the police and shit. But in this, they like take the sides of them where like, the ATF moved in being like, we need to win, otherwise they're going to shut us down. Hey, let's bust this complex. We know there's a shit ton of guns in that aren't really doing anything, but we can just move in and be like, hey, we're taking your guns because it's illegal. <laughs> and then, like, they brought, like, a huge task force to make a big fucking ordeal of it. And then some one thing went off where a guy got trigger happy and shot and then led to this huge fucking gun battle. Oh, boy. But... I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like uh, Taylor Kitsch plays uh, David Koresh in it, which I thought was a really weird casting, mm-hmm. but he's really good in it. Mm. Okay. Okay. So uh, I don't know. It, it it might be worth checking out. Waco. Okay. It's, it's pretty good so far. Right on. And uh, they just finished the uh, uh, Better Call Saul season five. I think it's five. There's one more season after this. But I really fucking love love this season. Okay. Like they introduce another Salamanca cousin in this, Lalo, who I think is my favorite Salamanca. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. He's like he's like if Tuco was charming. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause he like just kinda like he'll like 
just like walk up to you and be like super smiley and really happy go lucky and then like he'll turn on a dime and then just fucking just beat the shit out of you. But he's I don't know, like I don't know who the actor is that plays him, but he's really fucking good. And they kind of insinuate that he's going to play a big role in the last season. So I'm really looking forward to the, like, the, the last season of Better Call Saul and where it all ends up. Because, holy fuck, Lalo Salamanca is awesome. <laughs> Good deal. Is that it? That's it. I, uh, I don't know. I haven't really been to much of anything else, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Franklin uh, Kids. Yeah, I did a... a a show with Dave, uh, like a podcast style show. Uh, and that's up on this feed. Uh, it's the Expe- uh, imperious podcast quarantine edition. So you'll be able to see it on our regular feed. You'll be able to see it on our YouTube channel if you want to do that. And also uh, the imperious Rex YouTube channel as well. Uh, but that's pretty much all I've been doing this last week there, JT. I'm waiting for it to get a little warmer so I can go outside and do stuff. Every time I get, a couple of days, it just takes a shit and gets cold and rainy and I'm stuck inside again. I was going to put some plants outside today and then end up being like 40 all day. And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's about it. But uh, that's going to be the show. So if people want to talk Parasite with you there, JT, where could they do that? Shit, Troy. You can always find me at Bucky Furman on Twitter. Also, Bucky Furman on Instagram. Bucky Furman on Snapchat. Troy. You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. While there, vote for the Tournament of Random Movies. This week we have House of Wax versus Saw. So put oh, your horrific. <laughs> put your votes in uh, ASAP. Uh, all of our stuff is uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com as well as a bunch of other websites such as Google Play, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, you can rate and review us because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, you're more than welcome to do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. That's the show. That's the show, y'all. What do we got well, coming for, up right around the corner? Well, for uh, for Monday, uh, we'll talk about another foreign language film that we talked about on this show that I don't know a lot of people heard of, but it's a big deal because it made a fuck ton of money at one point. I think it was like almost number one at the box office because China's so big. We're going to be talking about the movie on Netflix, The Wandering Earth. Yes. <laughs> That we talked about a long time ago. And for next Thursday, we're going to see if we can get a guest in here to talk about the number one trend on Netflix right now. That Chris Hemsworth action-packed thriller, Extraction. That's right. I've been hearing fairly positive things on it. so I have as well. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. Yeah. We have an idea for a guest for it, too, so hopefully he's available. That's right. Spoiler, it's a he. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so enjoy those two shows. Uh, Wandering Earth was fun. If you want to check it out, it's still on Netflix, I believe. So do that, and uh, we will see you 
uh, then. So until then, JT, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. And yes, The Wandering Earth is still on Netflix. Very good. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm JT3K. Awesome. And we are off.